Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Hold up. But that's what it is. You always say call a spade a spade. If you don't have the potential, then fuck it. Yeah. Oh shit, I messed up already. Oh shit, so. Oh my god. But they know they're not buried material. Exactly. Oh my god. Podcasting is therapy for me. I mean, I really don't do it for no other reason because I just like being honest and telling my truth in hopes that it'll help people be more transparent and honest about what it is they like, what it is they love, what it is they hate. I mean, if we can't be honest with ourselves, then what the fuck are we doing? You are now listening to The Reality Is. This shit up. This shit up. Today. We got audio and video. We got audio and video? So first of all, for the listeners, I want to say... I know if you're listening or watched on Instagram, I said, hey, I'm going to have three episodes today. Me and Spider were just talking. I got Spider the DJ here. Appreciate you for being here, bro. For sure, man. Appreciate you for playing Young Sinatra 4 so I could get my mood back on track. And for those, let me, what time we got? I'm, I, okay, it's 2 o'clock. I don't know when we going to stop. It could be 20 minutes of a rant. It could be an hour. But, you know what I'm saying? But I just wanted Spider to be here with me because that's the way we we're going to do it today after finding out uh, that a couple of people canceled today. And I think for me, cancellations bother me or day of cancellations bother me because I don't think people know how much work you put into it on the back end. So when you put all this work into it on the back end, somebody's knocking at the door. Don't know who it is. We'll take we ain't going to take a quick break. We're just going to keep it rolling and keep it real. See what happens. If it's someone random, I'm gonna get pissed though. Uh. So, but the thing about it is keeping everything straight and keeping everything real. It's like we had two cancellations the, today, yep. the day of the event. And I know you were telling me you had seven shows on record last week, mm-hmm. and you on, and only one showed up. Yep. I don't think, and I th- and you said that. You know, I didn't trip because you still got paid for but, some of them. Yeah. For some of them, but what what I don't think what people don't realize is, is if you are a creator. Beyonce, uh, not Beyonce, Erica Badu said it. She said, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. Yep. You're a DJ. I'm a creator. Don't waste our fucking time. Yeah. And it's no shade or it's no shit to nobody, but I think people have to understand it's cost money to pay for you to be here. Mm-hmm. It costs money for these lights to stay on. Yeah. It costs money for all of this shit. And what people don't understand is me and Spider are in, the bi- in this business together with Mike Zavala running this studio, trying to get people in, trying to do things. This is going to be a Kanye-esque rant, but I'm not going to say stupid shit like slavery was a choice mm-hmm. or put on no fucking mega hat. So today we just going to talk about the importance of just respecting people's time, respecting people's efforts. And I think I'm going to just title it like everybody do. I'm a creative or artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. If you put your name down to be here, be here. Yeah. Don't waste our time. 
Don't play no games. And the funny thing about it is my partner, Artesia, she just left and we were getting ready to do an interview. And honestly, I didn't even feel like working today. I said that literally on Instagram this morning. I said, you know what? Today is one of them days. I just don't feel like working. But I came anyway because like she said, Robert's Media Group, the reality is we don't drop the ball on other people. But it seems today that people drop the ball on us. And I think the way I try to think about it is people will say, well, be professional. You know, be professional. Don't call out any names, which I won't call out any names. But the point of it is I want people to understand that when you take um, or when you say you're going to do something, it's best to do it or let us know hours ahead of time that you can't make it. Yeah. The one guy, the first interview, he let me know hours ahead of time, which is when I hit you up and I said, hey, maybe we can do what we're doing now. Me and you just get on the mic. We talk back and forth. Something to drop off for the people to listen to. Yeah. Then me and my business partner got into it. You're here. And not to be funny, you, you we try to do an episode, but because me and her just ain't fucking vibing, that shit crashes and burns in like ten minutes. Yeah. I won't get deep into it, but we, you know, we it just we had a bad morning. We had a bad morning setting all this shit up. She had a crazy week. I've had a crazy week. I'm glad my mom's getting better. She had knee surgery, so I've had to deal with juggling, you know, being at work and managing shit at work and still trying to manage the business. And, you know, she's setting up, you know, interviews and my mom and moving her into my place. And, bro, it's so much fucking shit. And I don't think people think about, okay, I'm going to cancel but what is your cancellation, especially if it's just you tired or whatever the case, what is your cancellation costing somebody else? I woke up this morning and I was thinking to myself, some days I get emotional. And today was one of those days because I was like, you know what? I It's so much shit. It takes so much shit to run a podcast. It takes so much shit to do things. And uh, shout out to the homie KT at Sports Life Talk. He came over this week and I was showing him how to work the board and, you know, give him better quality for his show. And as we were talking, he was like, bro, I don't think I've ever told you, but he was like, y'all got a dope podcast. And he's like, y'all got something great brewing. And I told him, I said, you know what? It, it feels good to hear that. And it feels good to hear from people that I didn't grow up with Kevin. You know, I didn't, yeah. we didn't kick it or hang out. We just started cultivating this friendship over the last year or so. So for him to even come out and say, hey, bro, I see what you're doing. I respect that shit. You know, keep doing your thing. That meant a lot to me. And people may think we hear that a lot. We do hear it a lot. We hear it a lot, for, a lot from our uh, guests. We hear it a lot from our listeners, but we don't hear it from people closest to us, which for some reason, baffles me you know yeah. so i just want to tell people if you had a rough day man and you're trying to get out and get that shit you got to keep going uh before shit got i we really started to cancel this whole day today and i told you i said spider put on some young sinatra for i have to change my mindset about today because i don't have kids you know i'm not rich so like me and you were talking this is my baby you doing DJing at, uh, you know, at the places you DJ at and doing it here, this shit is your baby. Yep. So when people disrespect that or when people shit on it or when people bring a negative vibe into your your place, you got to sage that shit in some kind of way. Whether it's playing music, I just saged the whole studio by playing Young Sinatra 4 by Logic. Great song if you haven't heard it, go check them out. What this is, is, And that's the name of the album too, Young yeah, Sinatra 4, right? So I definitely think you should listen to that. But I think it's important to know how to get yourself back on track. And how not to give up. And today was one of those days I just had to tell myself, you know what, bro? Get it. And if I'm being honest, today is one of those days where I can, if I'm being totally honest, depression is over my head. Yeah. This is why I wanted to still come into the studio and like I told you, do what me and you have talked about. This is therapy. This is therapy, bro. I, I miss, I haven't seen my actual therapist in 
probably almost two months. She's been busy traveling. My schedule wasn't working. It was busy. So I was like, you know what? I woke, I literally woke up today. I went to bed last night actually in pain. I woke up in pain. And I was like, you know what? I need a, I probably need to start thinking about dating again. I need somebody to go to the store <laughs> and give me some medicine and shit. But I woke up this morning and I was like, you know what? The cloud is over my head. So this is a podcast for all the people who who kind of deal with depression, who, you know, I know we've been talking about that lately, but I think it's rare that I actually, or the listeners actually catch me in a depressed moment. Right. Today is that day, bro. Like no bullshit. Today is that day. I woke up. I didn't want to do the podcast. I wanted to cancel on those who canceled on me, but I didn't. And then I felt bad because that's what depression is. You want, you, you just kind of want to lay in bed. You want to yep. lay around. You don't want to fucking do anything. So I will give a shout out from the world. You hide from the world. And I, and I, and I give a shout out to Artesia for this is because she was like, don't give up. You got to keep going. And like I said, you just saw us arguing, bro. Yep. You've never seen us argue. Not like, you, that. not like that, but you just saw it. But even then, that's why I say she is a good person. You know, we bump heads, but like even her today, she's like, you still need to do that. Don't cancel on these people because that's not what we do. Other people may have canceled on us. Other people may reschedule on us. But with Robert's Media Group, with her being part owner of it and me being the other half of that, she's like, we don't give up on people and we don't, you know, ignore people and what they're doing. So shout out to Artesia for that. Even with us beefing, I know how to acknowledge the good things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I also want to say thank you to her for saying, hey, and pushing me to get up and get out of the house and get the day started. Because I could have literally sat around at the house, smoked some weed, moped, set, you know, sunk into the couch. And if I'm being totally honest, I may do that shit later tonight. That's probably what's going to happen. But the thing that I feel like I'm able, the reason I feel like I'm able to hold off depression or deal with depression better than some people may, and some people may be like, how do you deal with it? I deal with it by actually allowing myself to dwell in it for a little while. Yeah, you need to. I feel like if you fight that shit off and you keep fighting it off, you're lying to yourself. You're lying to yourself to be like, you know what? I'm happy today. I'm not happy today. You know, it's a lot going on. Like I say, the business, it can be tedious. It can be hard. and, and, And bro, I never would kill myself because that's not me. But I have literally been like, fuck, I just don't want to do none today. What time is it? It's like, it's fucking 2.08. I haven't eaten since like 11 last night. I didn't didn't eat breakfast. That's depression. Depression is not having an appetite. Depression is not wanting to do anything. But the way you have to fight that shit is finding something that you love. And I still came to the studio, bro, because this is something that I love. And Spider, I, I appreciate you because you could be like, you know what, fuck this. I'm going to take a break until my next couple of episodes come through, but you stayed. So for me, I appreciate that shit because to me, the way I look at it is, it's you showing up for me because you may not know it, but I need you now. I need you to run the board. I need you because I can't do the shit by myself. And I almost feel like I want to cry, bro. Like no bullshit. Sometimes you have to do that too. Uh, mm. So for me, bro, I think this is just an honest podcast to let people know you can do this shit. You can get past it. Today is tough for me. And this may literally, unless you have something else to say, this may literally be it. But for me, it's I, it's tough, bro. Today is one of them days. So, you know what? Let me ask you this. When you're dealing with depression, what do you do to get out of it? How do you deal with that shit? Uh, man, it's hard because I'm uh, actually bipolar. Yeah. So, like... There's a chemical thing to do for me. First of all, before you get started, appreciate you for being honest because that's honest. A lot of people don't say that. Yeah. So well, it's been, yeah, I, I've been dealing with it for a long time. Yeah. It's hard to talk about for a long time, but this is something that's come out. And that's what I like about some of the players in the NBA, some yeah. of the players in the NFL come out talking about it. 
because it's being like more recognized, more accepted, you yeah. know, just to talk about it, period. And I think it's harder amongst men, too. <laughs> it is. Because we don't want to talk about it. We don't want to sound weak. We don't want to sound like, you know what, I can't do this. And I, you know, and I think if people think I've been in relationships to where I'm having bad days and you know, the crazy part about it, especially with black people, we don't know what depression looks like. So we don't even know how to be like, you know what, are you okay? And yeah. then say, Hey, these are symptoms of anxiety or excuse me. These are symptoms of depression. Do you need me to do anything for you? Like, I think, and it's so funny cause my doctor has me on some medicine now because I was having some pain and just trying to get back together. And I literally woke up in the middle of the night and I read what, uh, what are the side effects of this medicine? One of them depression. And one of them is depression. Yeah. One of them is depression and joint pain. Ooh. I looked at that shit this morning. That, remember I came in and I said my hip been hurting yeah. me? Bro. And I literally, last night, we were in the concert uh, at the at the Hamiltons. We were standing in line. I was like, oh, my shit, my feet hurt. Then we sat down. Everything was good. And then we went to another place right outside of Gillies here in Dallas uh, after the, the event. Well, we left early. So during the event, because <laughs> the shit was trash. So we left early and we went to another place. And when we sat down, I was talking to my homeboy, Brandon. And I was like, God damn, my leg is killing me. And then it was like my mood started to change. And I woke up this morning. My mood was different. Then I couldn't sleep last night. And I was like, you know what? I just started a new medication. Let me check this shit out. So I take multiple uh, medications. I take one because I have to explain myself. I'm a motherfucker's thinking, like, this nigga crazy? <laughs> no, it's like I do have, um, what is it? It's like psoriasis of the scalp, which is basically getting, like your skin gets yeah, itchy. Yeah. So I take something for that, which I don't have to take it as much anymore because, you know, it depends on the seasons changing. And then I just take medicine far as like just giving you energy you know what i'm saying because as you get older a lot of niggas don't like to be like hey i'm thir- i'm about to be 36 you closer to 40 so you got to be like you know what sometimes you got to take shit for energy i don't believe in taking five hours i don't really even like taking pills i'm trying to get more of, of to a more holistic way yeah. of taking things and doing things because that's the point i the pills that we take people don't look at them and say maybe my mood is because of this medicine or because you put these pills in your body and it fucks with the chemical balance in your body, mm-hmm. which that's what, not to be funny with you saying, speaking about bipolar, they probably give you a pill to balance that. Yeah, I won't, I won't take that shit. You won't, it makes it worse. And like, that's what I think. Like, I don't like, I mean, I've, I have been on a few different medications yeah. and it was like, I'd rather have the ups and downs than be right in the middle of the whole time. And being somebody that you're not. Right. And that's why I say, I think today, like, it really dawned on me, and I'm not going to throw the pills away, but I'm definitely going to talk to my doctor and be like, hey, you got anything different? Yeah. Because this shit here, like, dealing with, I, I didn't even, honestly, I don't have a reason to be depressed. And I think that's another misconception of depression is yeah. people think he must be having a, a rough time for him to be depressed. No. Depression will come on a good day and try and fuck up your yep. good day. You'd be right in the middle of a fucking good day. It, right in the middle. So I remember last night when we were at the uh, Anthony Hamilton concert, it was these big girls up there dancing. And I was like, you know, a lot of people was kind of like, uh, why these girls, why they got these girls up here? And they was dancing to uh, Sierra's level up. So, of course, it was a lot of shit jiggling. I saw a little bit of that uh, on my clip. Yep. So when I posted it, I didn't even think like negative. I was just like, that's confidence. Yeah. Because I know people who are very attractive or they may be slim and they don't have any other confidence in the world. And these big girls got tired quick. They was about, they was tied by 18 seconds (laughs) into the dance routine, but then they got it together. And I looked at them and I was like, you know what? That's progress. That's confidence. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why I did the video. If you know, it was a lot of other shit that happened, but I only video maybe two things because I felt like the violinist, great she was great i forgot her name and then just the big girls dancing it motivated me it inspired me but i was sitting there last night and i typed up on my instagram stories and i was like i can't wait 
to the bright lights are on me. And I was like, I won't take it for granted and I won't fuck it up. Like I won't fuck it up with no kind of scandal or whatever like that. I'll take care of this bright light because, and the reason I said that is so many people don't cherish the bright light. You know, yeah. so many people, I don't even care to be in the spotlight, but being in the bright light with what I do is eventually something that's coming yeah. down the pipeline. But when I said that, I had a couple of people hit me up in my inbox and even Arteza and they were like, you're already there, though. And I was like, am I really, though? And maybe I am in some capacity, but not to the capacity that I, in which I want yeah. it to be. That's other people's views. Exactly. So when I, when I said that, so one of my homegirls was like, you're already there. And I was like, am I really? And she was like, yeah, bro. But she said something that spoke to me and she was like, you need to take time to relax and look at the things that you've done, look at the things that you're doing and look at the things that you're going to do. And then look at the way that you've inspired people and look at the way people reach out to you from different countries, different cities. You wouldn't have been able to do that. I've also sat in rooms with people like um, Jason Gray of Zumble, you know, who he even told me behind closed doors. Once he was like, bro, you have that it factor. You have something about you that, you know, you know how to talk, you know how to keep things going. Yeah. Artiz has even said that, you know, and it's for me, it's good to hear that because people think because you're doing something or you're like a public figure that things are happening for you, that people are actually um, always telling you how great you are. And that's not so that's not true. People think because you're on social media or because people are whatever you're getting, you're just due or people are really paying attention to you or people are loving you or treating you the way you need to be treated. And they're not. Yeah. And I think I was talking to my aunt this week and we were talking about love languages and understanding how important knowing your love language is outside of your love language. I think it's just important to know who your friends are. I've been knowing you maybe we've been here almost a year now. Yeah, pretty close. One thing I know about a couple of things that I know about you. I know you like peace. I know yeah. you like good hip hop. Mm-hmm. I know you like a good boom bap. Oh, I know yeah. you like OG Kush. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know that you love doing this. Yeah. I know that you're strategic about the way you do things for setting up the cameras and everything. And that's just off me paying attention and listening. Yeah. I know that you like certain type of beers. You don't just drink any kind of beer. Mm-hmm. I know you don't drink all types of liquor. So it's one of those things from paying. If you pay attention to the fucking people around you, everything that you need to know, or everything that you need to do for that person to make that person feel great. You if you paying attention, you see that. I say all of that because I've been in so many situations to where I need someone or I need something. Yeah. And I feel like this person should know or these people should know or just get it. If they're your friends, if they're your girlfriends, certain things I don't feel like you should have to ask for. So for me, I think it's tedious or it becomes annoying for me when people are around you or in your circle, but they can't see that you're, I guess, calling out yeah. for help or you're saying, hey, I wish somebody actually saw me. And I've talked to Artesia about this several times when me and her first started dating. One of the things that she loved, she was like, you're, you're, you're the type of guy that I wanted. And I was like, what do you mean by that? And she's like, well, you're an attractive guy. She's like, and a lot of people like you and you're a good person. And she's like, it's hard to find men who have something going for themselves, especially black men who don't think they're so alpha dog or alpha male or cream of the crop to where they're treating every woman like shit because they are in high demand. And I was like, you know what? That's dope. I was like, but one thing about me is I've never really done anything off my looks or because I'm, oh, people tell me I'm handsome and I feed off of that shit. Like, I, you know how many girls I come in contact with and that shit is possible for me to smash? And I'm like, nah. It's, 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 what did they, what did Spider-Man say? With great responsibility, with great oh, yeah. powers come great responsibility yeah. or something. That's how I feel like it is for me or any guy who's attractive and has something to offer financially, or you feel like you're a guy who's on the up and up or the cream of the crop. Don't abuse that shit. 
like take care of women's hearts, take care of their minds, take like you, it's so many sluts out here you can fuck without fucking over good women. And I think that's one of those things where I'm like, we got to start working on how to make people better, how to teach people how to, you got to teach people how to treat you. And I don't think we know how to teach people how to treat us. You looking, you looking like, what the fuck yeah, does it mean? No, no, I know you what get, you okay. mean. It's just something I, you put into words, something I've thought before. Yeah. But it's like, how do you teach people how to treat you? Some of y'all may wonder that. I think the way you teach people how to treat you is by holding them accountable in those moments that yeah. you feel like they've mistreated you. It's just uh, treating people how you want to be treated. That shit doesn't work. It don't. It does not. I don't. And there's so many golden rules that people have created and nobody lives by them. Right. So I feel like the way you teach a motherfuckers when they do something wrong, you say, hey, no, 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 no. This is not how you're going to talk to me. This is not how you're going to, you know, treat me. But I also think when you hold somebody accountable or try to teach somebody how to love you or speak your language, you need to make sure that you're doing your part, too. Right. Because what happens is if you teach somebody or you come at somebody and say, hey, you're not going to talk to me like this. But it's like, why am I talking to you like this? What did you not do? What did, what ball did you drop for it to get to this point? So I think you just got to, like I said, you got to learn to teach people how to talk to you, how to treat you, you know, treat you and everything else. I want to go back to the bipolar thing. Like, how do you deal with that on the days that you feel like you, do you feel like you're a totally different person? And if you don't want to talk yeah. about it, you don't have to. No, no, it's fine. Okay. Man. I'd like to. Uh, yeah, no, it feels, especially, you know, the depression, I've been dealing with it for a long time. Yeah. Like, like I was diagnosed in 2001. Mm -hmm. So it's been a long fucking time and just... Like the way my brain works, I recognize patterns. Yeah. And so most of the time I've been able to remove myself from situations when I knew that would set me off. Yeah. But like with the manic side, that shit just happens and I'm fucking crazy as hell, man. Yeah. I'll be running my mouth for three hours and running around the building afterwards. <laughs> it's wild. But yeah, like, cause I won't, I won't do the fucking drugs and shit. Yeah. And, you know, I'll try and self-medicate, but that is shit. That doesn't always work. Yeah. So it's like <clears throat> with the especially when I get real depressed. The thing with that is someone who is not also depressed at the same time yeah. can't really help you. That's like, true. You know, someone who goes through the same thing, but is not depressed at that time or yeah. not in that same mindset. So they can't really help you. Yeah. You know? And, and like, I, I think it's, I think it's also important to be able to recognize it. Yeah. Some of us look at it and especially black people, we'll look at that shit and be like, I'm just having a shitty day, but I don't think they've looked around and said, why am I having a shitty day? Yeah. And if you look around and nobody's done anything to you, you haven't even left the house and you're having a shitty day, that's depression. Yep. Depression fucking, depression is like, I'm here, bitch. I'm here to fuck up your day. How are you going to deal with it? And that's what, like me recognizing today that depression is here, I could have left. Like you've seen me walk in and out of the studio several times. And when I was walking out of here, bro, I was like, uh, I'm not doing this shit today. But, you done drove, you done came way out here from fucking Frisco or McKinney. You can't waste people time. And if I would have left, then you'd just be here waiting for the next show whenever the fuck that comes. Mm -hmm. And I think, like you say, people just have to, I want to take that. When I think about depression, bro, I'm like, how the fuck can I take this shit by the throat? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't even had depression. And sometimes I'd be like, you know what? I'm a masturbate and not to even joke. Like literally, that shit helps, that's what I'm saying. I've literally been like, you know what? I'm a masturbate. I'm going to watch something that turns me on. I'm a masturbate and release something yeah. out of my body. And it's not masturbating for the sake of like, I want that feeling. It's, right. it's doing it to cause an act to shift your body's chemistry mm -hmm. or to shift your mindset to something else. And sometimes that shit works and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. And sometimes, and, and and when you've been depressed and you know about depression, it's amazing that something as small as masturbation it lives you at least gives you two to three hours of your mind and your peace back. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like this whole, and I'm glad. Like at first when I came back in here and I was like, okay, I'm just gonna talk about how I'm feeling. 
I was a little nervous, but then I was like, you know what? This message could help somebody because I'm sure I know other people are going through it. Yeah, that's the thing is that a lot of people, you're never alone. It's just in the, in the moment, it fucking feels like you are. Yeah. And I, I, and I think, you know, the, the hardest feeling is to feel like you are and other people are around. Yeah. Like meaning to be around a group of people or even your family, but still feel alone. Yeah. That's depression. Yeah. And people don't even, and that's what I'm, and the reason I'm saying all of this is because if one of these things or one of these forms of depression is yours, acknowledge that shit. And like you say, I don't think medicine, some of y'all may need medicine depending on that, but I feel like me, I don't like really swallowing pills. I got a gang of pills at home because stuff has been prescribed to me, not for depression because not to be funny, I diagnosed myself. I knew what the fuck it was. So I just basically do things, but I'm not going to like, I'm like you. I'm not going to take a pill that's going to tell me how to fucking feel or how to think. Because one thing about that is that one pill where it may help this one thing, it's about a list of 20 things that it can harm you with too. And nobody knows what that harm is until it hits you. And then you're like, oh shit, this is what it is. So black people and other people read your prescriptions, find out what the side effects are because the side of doctor won't even talk to you sometimes about what the side effects are. They'll just prescribe this shit to you. You'll go pick it up. You'll go take it. And then you'll keep it moving. My back is hurting right now because I told you the medicine I'm taking is it, it, one of the things is joint pain. Yeah. So I already know when I leave her, I'm like, okay, I got to help my mom get back to the house, you know, cause her knee is fucked up from surgery and I got to do something else. And all I've thought about today is what are you going to do to take time to yourself to make sure that your day ends on a better note? I have a few things in mind, Spider. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're on the same page about one of those. <laughs> I have a few things in mind to help me out with that. So, uh, so you said you found out that you were diagnosed being bipolar yeah. in two thousand and four. One, two thousand and one, and they really didn't know all that much about it at the time. So, like the shit they gave me just fucked with my mind really yeah. bad. Like I couldn't, I couldn't feel a lot of shit, man. Yeah. Like there was no highs, there was no lows. It was just one fucking consistent like feeling all the time like they say it's kind of like you just floating through life yeah and, and it was almost like yeah like a fucking zombie yeah like, the, like a, i think a few years after that shit i had started taking that shit i had a friend whose kid ran away yeah and i was like oh man yeah well you want to go you know get a drink or something you know didn't even fucking think feel think anything about yeah. it when his fucking kid had run away and that's when i stopped taking that shit yeah I couldn't, like, I couldn't deal with You can be empathetic Yeah or sympathetic. not at all man yeah. And that's who I am Yeah And that's the, I think that's the tough part too Is medicine changing your moods And as I'm talking about it Like it When I took the pill yesterday And I felt the joint pain I was like I'm not taking this shit But I was like Okay I need to at least take it For a couple of days Just to see if it'll help With my migraines And help this shit go away Cause I, that's another That's another medicine I take I take medicines for my migraines Cause they get really severe I know earlier this year I think it was this year and Artesia correct me probably when she hears it. But earlier this year, it was um I had real bad depression. And I mean not depression, but migraines. Yeah. And they came on so bad and I tell people when people are like, What is a migraine? What does it feel like? Well, I had like an acute one where it's in a certain space. And I remember it literally felt like somebody taking a ten inch needle and just the back of my brain and just inserting that needle into my brain slowly and then taking mm-hmm. it out. And then putting it back in there. And I remember telling Artesia, like, she came over and looked after me. And I appreciate her to this day for that. And she came over and looked at me. Ain't this weird how I'm giving her all these compliments? <laughs> we literally just argued. I think the reason I do that is because I don't hate her. Yeah. You know, but she helped me out. She came over. And I remember one time, bro, I'm not going to lie. I was on the side of the bed. She was in the bed. I got up to go to the restroom. And I never came back. 
And she came looking for me like an hour or so later. And I was just in the dark sitting on the floor, curled up in the bathroom okay. because the migraines was so bad. The only thing I could do was sit in the dark and try not to think about the shit. Yeah. And I remember, and this is why, you know, somebody who believes in religion will say otherwise, but I remember being, getting back in the bed and finally dozing off because I double dosed myself with the medicine, but the, the, the migraine was so bad, I still woke up. And when I woke up, I remember, bro, I was crying like a motherfucker. Not like, ah, but like tears running down my eyes. And, yeah. and, and Artiz was just like, lay back. And I was like, this is why I don't believe in God. It's another reason why I don't believe or I have questions about that. Because I was like, what's the use of God if you pray and it doesn't happen right then? I don't want to hear that he may not come when you want him bullshit, but he's always on time. Well, why can't the nigga be on? Is he black? Why the nigga <laughs> can't be on time? And you know, a lot of black people like to say, Jesus is black. Uh, nigga, I can tell. Cause I literally in that bed that night, bro, I was like, yo, God take me now. Like I'd rather be dead than feel this pain. And Artesia got up from the bed and she came around to me and she like, you can't say shit like that. And I was like, you don't feel this pain. And I get migraines from either too much caffeine, stress, overworking myself, which anybody who knows me know all I fucking do is work. So to, to get to that point, I was just like, yo. So I said all that to say this. Do you have a go-to person? I know a lot of times Artesia yeah. is my go-to person that I feel like I can trust her enough to if I'm feeling depressed or if my migraines are coming and not to be funny when sometimes when you got a migraine you look like shit I didn't shave for a while sometimes you weren't you may have on I some briefs yeah I call it, it going scumbaggy going literally bro I hadn't shaved I remember one time coming into the room and I was like I know this motherfucker cares about me even as a friend because I knew I looked like shit I knew I smelled yeah. like I didn't smell like shit but I was musty <laughs> because I was like I ain't take a shower in like two or three days because yeah. the water hitting my motherfucking skin set off my migraines you know what I'm saying? Yep. So people don't understand like migraine, like a touch of your head or anything, it sets it off. So I remember just being like, yo, this motherfucker is really like cut for me. And meaning that in a friendship, we tried the relationship part. But it, it, I was just like, you know what? I appreciate this shit. When I had the Bell's palsy and I was looking like shit, face looking like the elephant man, she never judged and she was still there. You know, so with, with your go-to person, do you feel comfortable going to them about anything? Oh, yeah. Yeah, shout out to my homegirl, Taylor. And it's always a fucking woman. It is. And that's what, the we, what we were talking about earlier. It's like uh, dudes don't handle that kind of shit as they well. They don't. So your go-to should be someone you're that comfortable with. But you know what, though? it's some To me, it would be refreshing. And I always think to myself, it would be refreshing to be able to talk about, to be able to talk about those things that bother you to your homeboy. Because mm-hmm. the thing about men... If you're suffering from depression, like not to be funny, me and you, we both had to deal with depression. Yep. And to be able to talk about it and be able to relate, I think is it's dope to not be like, oh, you weak or oh, you no, it's like, no, I had a chemical imbalance today and that shit is kicking my ass. Yeah. How do I get past it? And and I don't think some people realize sometimes all it takes is if you hit me up and you were like, yo, and um, today I'm kind of dealing with some depression. Do you mind if I come by or can you come over here? And sometimes, like you said, somebody who deals with depression or has, has dealt with depression or because we've all dealt with depression. So for those who have acknowledged that they deal with the shit, yeah. it's easier to talk to them. Mm-hmm. And then it's easier to talk to them because anybody who's ever dealt with depression, you know, you don't want to stay there. Yeah. You know, you don't no, want to stay. Can't. There. You can't. You can't fucking stay there because it's one of the days will go by. Weeks will go yeah. by. I remember um, one of my two exes ago. That was my first time I think I ever experienced depression. She had left me, went, you know, left me for another guy. And I'm okay with saying that. But she left me for another guy. And I remember like two weeks went by. I didn't pay bills. I didn't do anything, bro. And I remember coming home one day. I had a good job working at this an investment firm. 
and I came home and I walked in and no lights were on. I didn't even give a fuck. And I had been gone for a few days from my play. I don't even, I think I went and stayed with my mom for a little bit and I came back and when I came back, I walked in, it was dark and I stepped onto the carpet and it crunched because it was uh, the winter time and it had been snowing and it was like 15 degrees. So with no electricity, no heat, no air, no, like it just froze, bro. And I, I literally walked in, got in the bed, put the cover over my bed with clothes on, bro, and slept for like a day and a half. Yeah. And I remember me and the girl are cool now. And I, she came over to my house like two weeks ago and I, she was talking to me and I was like, you really fucked me up when we was together. And I said that because sitting in her presence, I used to not be able to sit in her presence without feeling like, hey, we should get back together. We should try to work this out. This was the one of the first times that I, the first time that I had been around her and I was like, I ain't even checking for her like that. Like we just literally friends sitting up here having fun and we were able to talk about, I was able to tell her how she hurt me and she apologized and you know, now we're cool. But in that moment I was like, you fucking broke me. And I don't think people like to acknowledge when they've been broke. And she broke me, bro. But it humbled me because I think most guys, especially guys who are used to getting what they want or, you know, talking to multiple women and getting what they want from women. When a woman gets you and you on the other side of that stick, that shit don't feel good. And I've always dated with the sense of how would I want people or dudes to treat my mom? And that's how I move off that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's a good way so, to do it. That's a good way to do it. Before we uh, go on to the next topic again, I want to, um, because the listeners have heard me and Artesia got into it, I want to say I apologize for my part in it. And I'm telling you it's so crazy, Spider, because you playing that young Sinatra, my whole mood is different now. I can tell, man. Your face was totally different. It was totally different. You bro. had your head down during the whole song. During the you whole looked song. up at the end, and it, it was totally different. It was, and, the reason I, and the reason why is because, I don't know, I was telling somebody the other day, Speaking of the music, Lil Wayne, Carter Five album. Yeah. The first time I listened to it, it was like midnight. And I was just, I waited for it to come out. My brother hit me up and he was like, hey, Carter, you know, the Wayne, you know, Carter Five came out. So I just turned it on. I'm kind of groggy, a little sleep. I had smoked already. So I listened to it, all 23 songs. And I finished probably around like 1.30. So as I listened to it, I'm like, uh, maybe two songs. And my brother was like, listen to it again. And I put some headphones on and I was just kind of cleaning up around the apartment. And I heard all the acoustics, the bass, yeah. you know, what he was saying. And it went from my rating went from like a 3.5 to a 7. Still not my most favorite Wayne album. I really still don't care for it. But what I said all that to say when when I told you to put on Young Sinatra 4, normally when you put on music, I sit here and I listen to it blare through the headphones. Mm-hmm. But I grab, like you said, I grabbed the headphones, I put them down and I put my head down because I was like, I need to feel everything about this because on the young Sinatra four, he talked about at the end, he referenced Mac Miller Mm -hmm. and he, he was like, you know, rest in peace. And he was like, I wouldn't even be here if it, or the concept that I rap with, I wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for Mac Miller helping me with that lane. And I thought about that song and I was like, he's, I don't want to be that guy that my legacy, I want my legacy to live on while I'm alive. Yeah. Like everybody, I saw so many people post about Mac Miller you know, after, after he's dead. He's dead yeah. And I'm like, I didn't even post a picture of Mac Miller because I was like, I knew of him, but I've never listened to a whole Mac Miller album. And I hate when people turn around and they post all this shit and it's like, what was the love when a nigga was alive? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's how it is for art in general, it feels like. But I want to change that. Yeah. Like, give me my motherfucking roses. Now, if you think my shit is dope, tell me that shit is dope. If I, if I see you and you got more money or like one of my homeboys, I just recently saw, we went out for dinner, um, there's like 15, 12 of us, like 10. We went out for dinner Monday and I posted the picture. I was like, we look like dear white people. It's just a group <laughs> of us. But one of my homeboys, um, 
he has a Mercedes now. He got him a Mercedes. And I was like, hey, bro, that's dope. That's what's up. I like seeing people elevate. Now, make sure you elevate without putting yourself in a burden yeah. for situation. But I liked that he elevated. And I didn't have a problem looking at him and saying, hey, bro, I'm proud of you. You know, you're doing your thing. And somebody may be like, oh, it's just a Mercedes. But I know where this nigga comes from. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I know what he's been doing. I know how he takes care of his kids. He finally did something for himself. And I think that's one of the things that people have to understand in this life. We all do so much for other people. But when do you actually take time to do something for yourself? When was the last time you took some time to do something for yourself, bro? Mm, that's a good question. Whether it be travel, you like to smoke, whether it's going to Denver and going on one of those, you know, 420 tours. Uh, I haven't even been out of town in five years. Yeah, see, we got to do that, like, bro. Yeah, I've been, uh, when I started, like, getting real into DJing. Yeah, uh, yeah. you just I didn't, locked in. Mm-hmm. I think that was the thing with me, too, because it's gotten to a point where I'm so locked in with the podcast and where I wanted to go. I feel like I've zoned out on everything else. I've I've blocked out love. Yeah. I've kind of blocked out friendships. Like mm-hmm. sometimes I've 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 um what's the word? Isolated myself. And that's not always a good thing because you isolate yourself and you focus so much on work and not everybody has the same drives and ambitions that you have. And sometimes you have to learn to take a break to spend time with those people right. who truly do care for you because at some point they may feel like, Well, this nigga only care about his work. He don't care about me. So I think, but I think you have to have a healthy balance of spending time with your friends. Oh, I literally face. put in my face. <laughs> and why and why we say in the face is literally I kick my mic back. I felt how girls feel when the dick hit they lip too soon. Because I was like, damn, this mic almost gave me a motherfucking. Where did that come from? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it literally gave me a whole mouthful. I didn't kick this motherfucker back right into my lip. But uh, yeah, I just think taking time for yourself is important. And I think don't, I think it's okay to be selfish with yourself. I don't think people learn how to do that. What does that mean? I tell Arteezy all the time because she's a giving person. Yeah. And I was like, fuck these people. Sometimes you got to say, fuck them people and take a time, take some time to yourself. Even with some of her friends, she'd be like, I don't want to go out tonight. Well, don't fucking go. Why do you have to? Or my mama tell me the same thing. And I'm like, fuck them. Don't go. Well, that's fair. I don't give a fuck. If they don't want to go, they're going to cancel on you. Yeah. I think it's a, you have to have a, just be, I guess be mindful of it when you do it. Be mindful of it when you cancel. So, before we get out of here, man, you like the podcast, right on wax and on air. What would you think needs to be better about this podcast? What can I do better? Mm. I feel like I tell people all the time, we hear so many good things about the podcast, but I'm like, what can we do better? Because I know we're not doing everything right. I try not to, somebody tell me, like, you shouldn't curse so much. Fuck that. Fuck That's who the that, fuck. No. That's who the fuck I am. <laughs> Again, this is therapy. I would be uncomfortable if you came in here and wouldn't and weren't fucking swearing. This, but you know what? This is this is uh, this episode here is probably the least that I've actually sweared before. Not me. But this is one of those things where, like I said, I think this is I needed this, bro. Yeah. I I needed this today. I needed it, bro. Uh, the thing with anyone's podcast, and it's not necessarily you. Is yeah. Fucking variety. You do. Like, that's what I want to hear is variety. You know, and I listen to a lot of the shows because yeah. y'all don't always come up here to record. Yeah, that's and true. Even even when y'all do, I've listened to shows that I've sat here for before. Yeah. But yeah, like, consistency and variety is a weird thing to say, but... It's true. Getting the balance of both is the biggest thing for any podcast, I think. And I told Artesia a while back, I said, I want to start addressing real shit. Like, we, like I think a lot of people love the podcast, but I think what they like a lot of times the most, and I, I like it and I hate it, is they be like, bro, you funny. And I'm like, I don't want to be a... Yeah, Whatever that is. Clown. Yeah, I don't want to be the, the punchline every time. Right. And I honestly, I don't try to be a punchline. It's just certain shit. I see it different. 
or I'll think of something while somebody else is talking and the next thing I know I'm yelling out whatever the fuck comes you know <laughs> to my brain and people are like bro you so raw you don't worry about work no nah, I don't worry about work I don't worry about work because we we spend our whole lives doing everything else that everybody wants us yeah. to do you got people who are married who don't want to be married you got people who are single who really don't want to be single, but they don't know how to balance that shit out. You got people who want kids, but they're with somebody who doesn't want kids. And people ask me, why are you still single? Because I don't know exactly what I want or who I want. So I'm not going to get into a relationship and fuck up somebody's mind, yeah. fuck up somebody's peace when I know I'm not ready for that shit. And that's the hard part because dating women, like which I've started to do now, like talking to more women, bro. I literally swear it when every woman and even the women who say they don't every woman literally I feel like they try to change you or they change themselves to try to tailor to where you're yeah. at if they really want you. And those are the ones you got to avoid. Exactly. The thing is like if you're going to get married you need to marry someone you're comfortable with right now not that oh you know if this was different if this was different shit's not going to change. Yeah. You can't think of it that way. Like you have to go into a relationship liking who the person is right then. And it's so crazy because I remember I was in a relationship with someone and my mom told me one time, she was like, well, you guys are doing everything. It seemed like everything is great. But what if this person, well, maybe if you got married, they would do this one thing. I said, Ma, that's the dumbest shit I've yeah. ever heard you say. <laughs> Marriage doesn't fix shit. Right. It intensifies everything right. else before then. I remember telling my brother that, uh, shout out to his ex-wife. We are actually really cool now. But in that moment, I was like, bro, I don't see how you do this shit. It was so much shit that actually happened before they got married, like arguments and like just so much shit. And I remember telling my brother, I was like, marriage, ain't, you sure you want to get married? Even the day of his marriage, bro, I was his best man. I tapped him on the shoulder and I said, are you sure this is what you want to do? He's like, bro, don't do that today. And I was like, all right. I just want you to know that marrying her is not going to make arguing and the issues that you guys have together go away. Yeah. And even talking to my brother now, I saw him for the first time uh, yesterday, you know, and if you've been following the podcast, I didn't, me and him hadn't talked in almost two years, but we made amends a couple of weeks ago. And he came over yesterday to see my mom, well, the day before yesterday when my mom had first day out of the hospital. And he came over and it was funny because I was wondering, how is this going to feel? Excuse me. I was like, how's this going to feel when he comes in? All the things that was said between us, you know, all the things that was said about me by, you know, him and whatever. And it felt it felt the same, bro. Like he walked in and I was just like, that's my big brother. We felt the same. We dapped each other. We talked. I rolled one. We burned one. We talked to my mom. You know, my mom was there and I was like, hey, mom, you want me to open the window because I'm smoking. <laughs> like I, I, I need to. And she was like, this is your house. And that's what I love about my mom. Somebody was like, you smoked around your mom? Why do people... If you smoke a cigarette around your parents, that's more disrespectful to me than weed. They can catch a sec that that secondhand smoking yeah. can give them lung cancer. What I'm smoking ain't gonna give them. They gonna get a contact <laughs> and they gonna feel good. Yeah, she but probably my, needed that too. And she's actually finally exactly with her knee. So when I walked in today to get my clothes and shit before I came out here, uh, she handed me this pamphlet with her and my uh, my aunt, and she was like, "Do you know there's a woman in here in the building that sells uh, hemp and CBD oils?" I said, "Oh, really?" She's like. Yeah, but it's like $125 for like a, a little yeah. container like this. And I said, she's not ripping you off. That's about it. Yeah. I was like, because you're getting the potency of the hemp and the oil, the CBD oil, rub it in your knee, you good. I said, now, I told you about this like last year. Now you're doing yeah. it. What changed? But she's like, this pain, you know? And I was just glad that she found that. And I, I fuck with my mommy. And I said all that because she's open-minded. She didn't used to be this open-minded. Yeah. And to see her grow 
and be this new woman and be this new mother. Like it's a whole nother person. Like smoking? My mom used to be the type of person to call marijuana dope. And I'm like, yeah. dope sounds so hard. It does. That sounds like I'm hitting heroin in my arm or snorting mm-hmm. coke. Don't call it dope, man. It's just marijuana. It helps you. It relaxes you. It's a chill thing. So now she up there rubbing the motherfucking CBD oil <laughs> on her knee. But I'm going to have to go check that lady out because I was like, if she's selling CBD oil in the bill, I'm sure she yeah. got some marijuana in this mm-hmm. motherfucker. So maybe I can do a one-stop shop and just stay in the building. <laughs> but I do like my I like my guy, man, so I don't want to get get rid of the Rastafarian that I got that, <laughs> that supplies me now. He's good at what he does. He's very, very professional. It's a lot of weed guys out here selling shit out of their trunk, keeping the shit in. I remember one weed guy I had, he used to come to my place. And he had a big ass tub in his back seat. So when I would come down to his car, you could smell that shit yeah. from the corner, bro. And I remember telling him, I was like, is this how you going to always move with this shit in the back? And I tried to teach him the game of, from some things I know. First of all, if you sell a marijuana, you should only be using a cash app. Mm-hmm. If you don't have cash app and you want me to put money into your hand for marijuana, I'm not the nigga that's going to, you're not going to get my services. The reason I got this other guy because he delivers and he uses cash app. If I got to walk down, if I got to go, I don't keep cash. So if I got to go to the bank and get cash and then walk down there to you and take a, a take a risk at catching a charge because you got the whole block, I don't want that business. Yeah. So I had to get that shit up. So that's all I got, man. Today I need to, uh, I guess, try and plan the rest of my day and figure out what the fuck is going on, man. Spider, I appreciate food, you. Food first. Food, I need it, bro, because I literally haven't ate today. But uh, I want to say thank you, bro, for listening. Do you have anything to say before we no, get out of here? No. But I, I, I thank you for listening. I thank you for allowing me to vent. For the people who canceled, I appreciate it because this is a blessing in disguise. Like I said, you've helped change my mood. Uh, and, bro, it's just, I just want to thank you, period, bro. So it, it, it's, I, I appreciate it because, like I said, I could have I left her and just went back home and and felt that shit. And, just, and not to be funny, it probably would have been like 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock tonight before I shook it. Yeah. Or I would have went to bed depressed. And just slept it off. And slept it off. But like I said, man, it's good to have good friends. And that's why I say thank you. And we don't tell each other thank you enough. But I want to say thank you, bro, for allowing me to vent, for making this really, truly a therapy session. Thanks for being honest with you, giving the content that you gave. Because honestly, I would have never noticed, bro. I would have never known. I'm but good it, at hiding it. Huh? I'm good at hiding that shit. But you know what, though? It makes me appreciate you more because have you ever have you ever worked up here and you were going through an episode? Oh, yeah. How do you handle yeah. that shit? Well, only only one show noticed one time, and they were super cool. And so, like, they started asking me. As soon as they walked in, they knew something was up. It was up. different. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing, too, is, like you said, being aware enough of the people around you, even if it's just an associate, if you're in the same space with somebody, you're giving energy. My mom raised me to say, I remember, like, back in church when people would, you know, you go down a prayer line and people, the pastor would pray for you. She always taught me, she's like, be careful who you let put their hands on you. Because it's a transfer of energy. Yeah. If a motherfucker is fake, that's a transfer of energy. If they're depressed, that's a transfer of energy. And you absorb that shit. You absorb that shit. But you need to be around somebody strong enough to where not to be funny. If they hug you and they're in a happy place, maybe that shit shifts or changes for you. We didn't hug, but you talking to me and accepting my energy verbally, like I said, you allowed me to be able to walk out of here today and be like, you know what? I'm a little bit better. And like I said, with me and Artesia having our blow up, when I leave, I'm going to call and say, hey, just checking on you because you did that shit. And motherfucker, God put people in people's lives for a reason and for situations. And believe you me, it's really bad with us right now. But because of you, I'm able to own that shit and be like, you know what? Let me go apologize for whatever my part was in it. And the good thing about her is she's forgiven so the business can get back on road. Now, it wasn't off road, but, you know, in business, you don't want to ever be 
uh, I, I would say at odds for too long yeah. because I've, at least for me too, because once I start getting at odds with people, I kind of, I, I paint a different picture of you and it's hard to change that shit back once my mind has changed into yeah. that. So, Man, that's it, man. That's all I got. Uh, you're listening Before to the we rap- go. Oh, good, good. The Cosign Magazine Awards. And you know what? I had that, on, that out. I had that on my mind. Thanks for doing that. Yeah, we are a part of the Cosign, um, Cosign Awards 2018. I think it's, a, I don't know the exact date. I think the final date or the gala will be like on December 3rd or 7th. But voting stops, I think, at the first. You looking it up? Yeah. I think it stops at the 1st of November. So first of all, I want to say thanks to everybody who, who's been voting for us. You can vote daily. You can vote multiple times. You just have to vote from a different platform. Yep. Let me see if I can pull this up to give y'all the actual website. You don't even need the website. Just go to The Reality Is on Instagram. That's T-H-A, The Reality Is. Artesia has created this link tree. So in our bio, all you have to do is click that link. It's uh, linktr.ee. Uh, forward slash the reality is you click on that link when you click on that link it's going to bring you to um, our link tree page the first uh, push button or the first icon you can just click on cosign awards 2018 podcast of the year nominee so we need y'all to click on that and vote and somebody asked me the other day it was like have you been voting for yourself I was like not really because I want other people to do it because if other people do it and we actually win, then I feel like, you know what? People actually fuck with our content. Right. So again, you can post, you can um, vote every day. You can vote yeah. multiple times a day. November 2nd is when voting cuts off. December 1st is the award. Is the award. Yeah. So they give you like a good month in between. So we still got about three, three, almost four weeks for you guys to vote. Again, you can vote every day. You can vote multiple times. You just have to vote from different platforms. What does that mean? If you get on your computer, you can go type it in directly. You can vote one time. You get the link on link tree from our phone, from your phone you click on that link you can vote again uh you go to facebook if it's a pay if it's a link out there you can go and vote again another person i want people to vote for is carlos harris uh carlos harris jr i think he's uh for influencer of the year and he does a lot of dope shit man he's right here in dallas um i'm giving him shout out for two reasons one his aunt is my class or one of my hometown friends and two motherfucker just does dope work he does dope work and he empowers and he employs. And this could be seen as a competitor for me because he has a media group, I have a media group, but I don't look at competition when people are doing something different and doing something that they love. I look at a competitor as somebody who steals something from me to get ahead of me. This guy just kind of created his own lane and he's doing his thing and I voted for him. Another podcast that I voted for, for even up with the podcast of the year is Millennial Love. And a lot of people's like, why are you voting for somebody that's in competition with you? Because I respect what these guys and yeah. girls are doing. Petty Party is another show that we do here that's up for I want to. I need to listen to them because it's, I did see it's that. It's interesting, man. It is? I enjoy it. That's good. Well, shout out to the Petty Party. A lot of people going to listen to this. That's a good one, too, because I always try to plug other podcasts. I don't care if it's a black podcast. I don't care if it's a white it podcast. It is a black we one. We have one white podcast here, I think. That's the Two Posh, right? Yep. Shout out to Two Posh. Now, what what is theirs based around, though? Uh, it's all kinds of stuff, man. Like... They, uh, they've had like a dominatrix on, they had a porn star on, I should be just kind of, just kind of learning about their jobs and yeah. stuff. They've had a lot of people that dealt with abuse that they've had come through. Yeah. They've had, uh, you know, other radio hosts and stuff on. It's an interesting show and it's kind of all over the place. Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with that, man. Well, if you want to be on the podcast, man, you can email us at info at the reality is that's info at T-H-A, the reality is.com to keep up with everything that we're doing over here at the reality is.com. You can follow us on Instagram at the reality is you can uh, follow the website at www.therealityis.com. That's T-H-A, the reality is, uh, man, we look forward to you guys 
continuing to listen to the podcast. If you want people to be on the podcast, email us and let us know. Not only do we have the uh, Cosign Awards that we want you to vote for us, we also have the event coming up for The Reality Is Presents, our third installment of the Speakeasy, um, the highs and lows of black entrepreneurship. It'll be me, myself, speaking about how I started my business, the ups and downs of podcasting and getting this together. We also have Jason Gray, uh, the owner and CEO of Hello Zumble, uh, Cars for the Culture with Martin Trivia Live, all the Fresh Prince games you see on social media. That's him. That's his shit. His brother, Richard Gray, who's the owner and CEO of Gray Area Sportscast, uh, Gray Area Sports Group, where they have people like Malik Beasley and other uh, NBA athletes under their brand. And we also will have Stephen Cofield, the actor out of New York. And I think this is really special. If you've been watching BET's Grand Hustle with T.I., the Crystal Garner, the one, one of the finalists, she won. Mm-hmm. She will be hosting the event. So if you want autographs or if you want to be able to talk to her, Come out October 27th. Get you a ticket. It's $20. That's going to give you come in. We're going to give you all this insight on businesses and how to keep them working. If you want to build a startup, if you want to get that together, all that advice is right here, man. If you want to see somebody who's doing their motherfucking thing and hustling, Crystal Garner is going to be hosting and moderating the event with us, giving us some insight for her. She does radio. I forgot the radio station in New York, but she does it there. But I don't think she's doing that no more since T.I. is she's supposed to have one to six figure salary. Uh, so I'm pretty sure uh, it's good to them because I'm pretty sure they're not paying us six figures and I thought to myself T.I. just changed somebody's life yeah. when you go from making a high five or a mid-level five-figure job to a six-figure job that's a step up man that's a level that's a level up it definitely is so shout out to Crystal Garner for winning and uh, as I always tell you guys man if you have a or pos- in a position to employ or empower somebody do so and always remember to inhale courage to excel success Spider I appreciate you man for sitting here and doing this with me today my pleasure man and uh, all the listeners man we only gonna have one episode this weekend instead of three I feel like I lied to you guys but I didn't people just cancel man but we'll catch y'all on next week it's been like 10 years here we go yeah. Visualizing and realizing my life is fucking crazy Popping like Jay-Z Dirty dancing on the game like Swayze I'm one of the innocent, bitch, I've been ready to kill us It's so amazing, bitch, I've been blazing I'm talking grass, I ain't talking grazing They just sit the tape while I sip shots Let the haters kick rocks My shit is tip-top but never flip-flop Why? Cause my soul too strong Did this all on my own Cause waiting took too long The flow sophisticated All these youngins do is whine Like they inebriated I'm hated But yeah that's how you know I made it I'm one of the illest I'm one of the realest I'm one of the killers The people they feel us Me and my team ain't millions But you know we still us That's why they wanna kill us That's why they wanna kill us Rap pack real all the time We never phony I'm single handedly running the game Like a Sony But the rest of these rappers is acting Pass them to Tony I have been fed, that's a fact. I have been fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Sweating in bed keeping you up at night? Okay, get your mind out of the gutter. This isn't that kind of commercial. You need the cooling power of Purple. The mattress, that is. It's comfort reinvented thanks to the Purple Grid. It allows air to flow through so you can sleep cool and comfortable all night long. And it flexes and cushions no matter what position you sleep in. Hmm, maybe it is that kind of commercial. Anyway, save up to $400 on select Purple mattresses and bedding bundles. Get yours at purple.com slash sleep in. Terms apply.